This is Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Started here three weeks ago. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Father, I pray for your word. I pray for the enlightenment. I pray for you to open our understanding. Help us to receive and to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. And she brought forth, forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There was in that same country shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night and lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for hold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign that you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. manger. And suddenly there was with the, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Boy, what a, what a choir that would have been. Amen. The glory of the Lord shining, they, they, they were freaked out, they were afraid because of what they saw, because of how powerful it was. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. And I've spent the last several weeks and at just trying to share the, the, the incredible joy that is ours, that can be ours, the incredible joy that is to all people. I have known Christ and I have known this joy in, for, for, for many years. And there's nothing like it. There's nothing to be compared to it. There's nothing that can be, that can even hold a candle to the great joy of knowing Christ. There is nothing that can be compared. Great joy. We've been talking, I've been sharing with you my heart. I shared last week about experiencing the greatest joy you've ever experienced, and that's joy in the middle of the hardest times of your life. When breakthrough comes in the middle of what is the most difficult times in your life, that will never leave you. That'll never go away. Great joy. You see, I'm going to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Uh, verse 1, we're going to start verse 1. Hallelujah. To everything there's a season, and, and a time to every purpose under heaven. Time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. Time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. Time to love and a time to hate. Time of war and a time of peace. What profit has he that works in where he labors? I have seen the travail which God has given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the work of God, the work that God makes from the beginning to the end. 
Nobody can understand the total work is my interpretation of that. Verse 12, and I know that there is no good in them except for a man to rejoice and do good in his life. In everything, there's a season. There's a time. The, the thought that you're always going to be full of, of that everything is going to be perfect in your life is not true. The fact that your everything is going that everything is always going to be bad for you is not true. The fact that every there are times and seasons, and we're going to go through all of those times and seasons and changes, and we're going to experience all of that. We're going to experience loss. We're going to experience gain. We're going to experience victories. We're going to experience huge defeats. We will experience all of these things. And at the end of it, I love what he says in chapter in verse 12. But here is the best. But here it is. Rejoice and be good. You're going to go ups and downs and hills and over hills and under hills and through valleys and through tunnels and around problems. And and, and you're going to experience all of this stuff. Rejoice and be good. Reminds me of a duck dynasty where it says just be good. That was his big thing. Just be good. Love Jesus and be good. Rejoice and be good. In everything and every time and all that happens, rejoice and do your best. Rejoice and keep going. Rejoice and keep going. I love it. John chapter 16. John 16. Rejoice. Be good. When the bad stuff happens, when the good stuff happens, and hard stuff happens, whatever. Rejoice, be good. John chapter 16, verse 16. Jesus speaking to his disciples, and in a little while you're going to see me. In a little while you won't see me. Because I go to the Father. And then some of the disciples among themselves, what is this? A little while and you see, you see, shall not see me. And again, a little while and you're going to see me because I go to the Father. So we don't understand what he's saying. And they said, what do you mean a little while? We cannot tell what he says. And Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. And he said to them, do you inquire among yourselves of that? I said, a little while you'll see me. And again, a little while and you won't see me. Verily I say unto you that you shall weep and lament but the world shall rejoice and your sorrow shall be, shall your, uh, sorry, your sorrow shall, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Verse 22, and your joy, no man's going to take away from you. So in a little while, you'll have sorrow. Then you'll have joy. You'll have sorrow and you'll have joy. I want to share something that's, that, 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 that is such a, such a powerful truth that it can't be grasped in one week or one service or one day. Matter of fact, this is something that you have to learn as you go through. You're going to experience these sorrow, joy, sorrow, joy. But what we end up having, and I see this in so many lives, is a life that is stuck in sorrow that's never turned to joy. They're just stuck there. They never seem to break out of it. They never seem to get out of there. They never seem to experience joy. And I know many times in my life, and I've looked and I've said, things are never, how could there ever be good times again? How could I ever have good times again? 
And then I, I remember when my, my brother passed away and I, I felt this for a while, you know, what, when am I going to, he was my best friend. We scuba dive together. We, we, we fished together. We camped together. He was my, my working partner. He was, we did everything together. He lived across the street from me. How can things be? And then I had my children begin to grow. And the joy of the relationship with my children began to blossom. Do I miss my brother? Yeah, I miss my brother. But joy began to return in my life. God began to do other things in my life, and joy began to return. And then grandchildren, and that's just woo, over the top, right? How can we ever see victory? Because the Bible tells us that there are seasons not places that we dwell. We don't dwell in sorrow all the time. We don't dwell in good all the time. We don't dwell in everything going perfect all the time. We don't dwell in everything going bad all the time. Remember the old song? If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Doom, despair, and agony on me. Pezzardale, you just don't understand how bad things go in my life. I do, but they shouldn't be the place you dwell. It's not the place you dwell. It's not where you live. Are you going to go through agony and despair? Yes. But you go through it. You keep traveling on. You rejoice and do good. When things are bad, what do you do? Rejoice and do good. When things are good, what do you do? Rejoice and do, especially when things are good. Sometimes it's harder to do good when things are good. Just throwing it out there. Sometimes it's easier to do good when you're struggling and you need God to help you. And when things are going great, sometimes it's a little harder to do good. When things are good, rejoice and do good. When things are difficult, rejoice and do good. Rejoice and do good. Rejoice and give it your best shot. How will I get out of here? You won't get yourself out. You can't get yourself out. You can't stop the situations from having the things that happen to you. You have no control over some of them. Come on, right? There's nothing you can do. Trust God. You won't get stuck there. There will be a time of joy. There will be more. There will be another half. There will be more in heaven to come. It will keep coming around and coming around and coming around. Philippians chapter 4. Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, John chapter 16. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Love this verse. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. This one, we, we've got this one. Most people have on a refrigerator magnet. Philippians chapter 4, 4. Actually, 4, 13. I'm sorry. Philippians 4, 13. This is the one that everybody has. A, you got on a magnet. It comes up on your screen, on your Facebook. You see it everywhere. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It comes up everywhere all the time. You, you, you probably, it, it's not hard to find that on a, a, a poster, a picture, a, a, a every, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And it's an interesting and powerful statement. I can do all things. Verse 12 is interesting because verse 12, he says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Where in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things. In verse 11, 
He says, I have learned in whatever state I am, there I can be content. I have learned to do anything. I can do bad. I can do good. I can do hard. I can do easy. I can do difficult. I can do famine. I can do prosperity. I can do all of those things through Christ. My situation might change in the world, but I do not change. My things around me might change, but I don't change. And I love it. If you jump back from there, we're just going to take, we're going to go back two chapters. We're going to stay there. Philippians chapter four. We're going to jump back. Uh, verse eight. He says in verse eight, it says, what, think about good things. And so whatever's going on, think about good things. Think about the, the pure things. Think about the right things. Keep your mind focused on the right things. When everything doesn't matter what it looks like around you, doesn't matter what's going on around you, put your mind on the right stuff. That's in eight, still in context. Verse 11, you know, I've just learned whatever's going on. I've learned to be content. All right. In chapter four, Let's go, actually go to chapter four, all the way back to verse four. So we're same area, same thing. In verse four, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Once again, he's dealing with whatever may come, whatever happens, no matter how difficult, no matter how it feels, no matter what the year may look like, no matter what your circumstances look like, rejoice in the Lord. He's laying down this groundwork that you are steadfast, unmovable, not changeable, not shaken, not broken, completely solid, regardless of the winds or the blowing or the problems or the pressures or the whatever comes on so that you don't move. So that you are not shaken when the things come. Rejoice evermore. And then we jump all the way back. Chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. And if you go down through the whole chapter, it says, remember, he says, I haven't, I haven't got, says, I don't count myself to apprehended. But this one thing I'm doing, he said, I'm pressing toward the mic to the mark of the prize of the high calling. So chapter three, he says, rejoice and press on. Rejoice and press on. Rejoice and press on. He said, I, don't, I haven't gotten there. I haven't achieved. He said, but I'm rejoicing and press on. Chapter four, he said, rejoice, 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 and keep your mind and your focus on what's right, what's pure, what's holy, what's lovely. And then he says, whatever comes, whatever may happen, you can do it through Christ. You can do it. You can do it. You can go through there. Rejoice and press on. I love that. Solomon, he says, rejoice and be good. Here, Paul, he said, rejoice and keep going. Rejoice and keep going. Give it one of these, woo, hallelujah. What are you doing now? I'm going to just keep fighting. Are you tired? Doesn't matter. Rejoice and keep fighting. Rejoice and keep fighting. Why? Because I know God will turn the sorrow into joy. I know that you are not supposed to live in the same season that you are in. You're not supposed to live forever in whatever season you find yourself. Some of you might be going, this is a really good season. Can't we just stay here? No. 
But I like this one. That's tough. It's going to change. And when it changes, you don't change. You don't stop rejoicing. You don't stop praising Him. You don't stop ever. Whether your situation's up and down and around and sideways and the whole world can go crazy, but you don't change. You stay firm. And you rejoice and you be good. And then you rejoice and you press on. Rejoice and continue forward. I can do all things. I can do anything. James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 1. James chapter 1. Uh, verse, start verse 2. Read this one before. But count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have a perfect work in you that it may be perfect, wanting nothing. It says, when you fall into diverse temptations, rejoice, count it all joy, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works is patience. And I love this next verse, but let patience have a perfect work in you. And I'm going to put this via Dale if I can. Rejoice and let yourself grow. Rejoice and let God build you. Rejoice and be good. Rejoice and press on. Rejoice and let God grow you in the middle of whatever's going on in there. God can mold you and shape you and build you and, and make something out of you that's unshakable, unmovable, unchangeable, that the world can't change, that the devil can't shake, that, 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 that is not, a, that has, that cannot be shaken off. It cannot be changed. Let God build something in you. When you rejoice, when you don't feel like it, every time, you're growing, you're changing, and you're pressing on. I'm just faking it. No, you're, you're being good, and you're pressing on, and you're being changed. Every time you worship when it doesn't feel like you should, every time you give God glory when it doesn't feel like you should, every time you rejoice. What is the key factor in everything I shared with you today? Rejoice. In all things, in everything, give thanks. In everything that occurs, rejoice, 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 rejoice. We come together on Sunday morning. We have an opportunity to put our lives behind us. The frustrations, the problems, the struggles, everything that we face. It isn't that any of us, well, there's no, th there's no problem, the Bible says. You're not facing anything that others haven't faced. And Solomon said, there's nothing new. <laughs> Whatever you face, somebody else has faced it. Others have been where you are. And guess what? When you're gone, I love his Solomon in Ecclesiastes 1, it says, when you're gone, somebody else is going to face it. When you're, when you're not even thought about anymore, somebody else is going to go through it. There's nothing new going on. When we come together, when we come together, we need to rejoice and press in. 
We need to rejoice and let God change us. We need to rejoice and let and and, and do the best we can. Why are we doing that? Why? Because that's where there. Because that's the, the Bible tells us there's growth in there. That God is growing us. That He's building us. That 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 God is changing us. Set our minds upon Him. We come together and we worship on Sunday morning. We come together. What? I know we all have stuff that goes on out there. Give it to Him. Let Him know the burdens of your heart. And then rejoice. Because you know that this too shall pass. That this will also go away. That this will also change. As we go into Christmas time, in the holidays, I, I subsequently hear consistently that there are many people who see this season with extreme pain. And I don't know if you're here, you can hear me, if, if that's you, if that's not you. They see this season with great pain. And I know it's true. But I also know that regardless of what goes on in our life, we do not have to live here. We don't have to be stuck here. You don't have to be stuck in pain. You don't have to be stuck in heartbreak. You don't have to have the same Christmas every year. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the greatest Christmases of, of, my, my, of my children's lives was the brokest. I was so broke. I mean, we were broke. We were behind on every bill, and we couldn't buy anything. Somebody put my kids' name into one of those gift things. We didn't have any Christmas presents for them. I, it, it didn't matter that much, but we didn't have any money. Broke, broke, broke. And all of a sudden, the doors come busting open, and here come the, they just, they just like loaded my whole tree. (laughs) Gifts everywhere. My kids have a phenomenal Christmas, and I was so excited about it. It was a great Christmas. Can I tell you, this year, I am not broke, and I'm okay with that. Okay? It's a different year, and I'm okay with it being different. (laughs) Pastor Dale, you said being broke was a great Christmas. It was! But I don't want to live there. I don't want to be stuck there. I don't want to be stuck in one time, in one place, in one past, in one existence. I don't want to be stuck there. And there's a way out. Rejoice and press on. Rejoice and do good. Rejoice and grow. You don't have to be stuck there. You don't have to be stuck. Rejoice and push on. In everything, give thanks. In all situations, rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Listen, I know been a lot of probably Christmas messages that may be more powerful, maybe more whatever. I don't know. But I know one thing. If we can learn to rejoice... In everything, God will make you like a tree planted beside the waters, it says. Not shaken. The leaves give forth their fruit. 
You never dry up. You can just be there blooming and producing and moving forward. And you can just be there steadfast, unmovable. Rejoice in the Lord in everything consistently and keep going. I'm going to tell you something. It will not always be easy. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Seasons are going to come. Seasons are going to go. Times are going to change. Going to get worse. Going to get better. Going to get great. Going to get bad. All of that's going to keep coming. But I don't have to be changed by the circumstances around me. I don't have to be changed by them. Rejoice and press on. And then there's heaven after that. Rejoice and press on. We are, I believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly anything you can ask or think. And I'm going to pause and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for anybody that's listening to me, anybody that can hear me. Anybody. I don't want you to think I'm uncompassionate. This has nothing to do with my lack of compassion. It has the fact that I know God and God is faithful. God is faithful. And if you will trust him and if you'll keep pushing in, you'll look back and go, wow, how did we get so far? How did you do so much in my life, God? How did you bring me so far? I don't even know. I want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you. I want to learn how to rejoice in every situation. I don't think I've gotten to where I'm supposed to be. I don't think I've got there yet, but I'm, one thing I'm going to do, God, is just keep pressing on. God, I'm not as grown as I'd like to be, but one thing I'm going to do is keep rejoicing and let you grow me, let you change me, let you shape me, let you build me. I'm going to keep pressing on in that. God, I don't know how, I I know that I can't do everything right, but God, I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to rejoice and do my best. I'm going to fail. I'm going to have to get up, but I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to do my best. This Christmas, God, when it doesn't seem to, for so many who maybe you, pains or stuff's going on in their life this morning, rejoice, trust God. Rejoice in everything. Rejoice in Christ. Rejoice in the joy of the salvation. Whatever it is, rejoice in Him. And know that your situation will not always stay the same. Father, we thank you this morning. Teach us to rejoice, God. Teach us to rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas. May the joy of the Lord fill you and your household and your life. May no man ever take your joy away from you. May the God of all grace give you joy, unspeakable, peace that passeth understanding, something that is beyond your, above your circumstances and never below them, above only. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Rejoice in everything. Rejoice in everything and watch God change you and build you and shape you and, and move you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Have a Merry Christmas. Thursday here at 630, if you're interested, The Chosen, here, here at 630 Thursday night. And uh, Merry Christmas.